0: On this show and so many others, you hear so much about doing content, posting on social, doing videos, and getting yourself out there, right? But we're gonna talk to somebody this week on this episode who did just that and their business and their personal brand and their opportunities have exploded. This week, we're talking with Neil Dingra.
1: The Massive Agent Podcast.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 165 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. I'm an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Podcast Network. Welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. Uh, This week, we're talking with Neil Dingra. He is a he's a prolific content creator. I just used the word prolific, and I used it naturally until I screwed it up by talking about how I used it. Anyways, he's a content creator. He's a mortgage loan officer at. AWM in Reno, Nevada, a real estate investor, and somebody whose business and brand has exploded over the last couple of years simply by recording himself saying words and putting them on the internet. That pretty much simplifies what we're talking about here with doing content, right? That's what we're doing. We're recording ourselves saying words and putting it on the internet and doing it over and over. And then people on the internet see those words being spoken and business grows there we could pretty much end the podcast because I think that's as scientific as it gets. You guys get it seriously though content has changed my life. content has changed the life of so many agents that I know and work with and uh, and Neil's on the mortgage side of the industry, but his business has exploded he he's he's grown a team, he has so much business he needed to grow a team, and opportunities that have come his way uh within the industry are just crazy I mean he he interviewed Gary Vee. He was able to sit down with Gary Vee and do a, a one-on-one interview for over an hour in, in Vegas a couple of years ago. And he was telling me about that, uh, you know, off, not off screen, but off after the recording, he was telling me the story, but these doors opened to him just because he started recording himself and, and had some valuable things to say and put it out there and then just kept doing it. So he's somebody who's walking the walk. There's somebody that we can look to and say, you know what? That's a good idea. I like how he did that. I looked at his content as well. And I'm like, I like that. I like that. I like those graphics. I like how he did that thing. I like the message. And and so we can just do what other successful people do. So I'm super excited to talk to Neil Dingra today. Uh, very, very interesting episode for sure about just making it more real for you guys who are not yet doing enough content. Or maybe you're not even posting regularly on social. I mean, that's a bare minimum. And, and doing videos and content and everything like that is kind of a level up above that. But my goal for this episode is for you to hear how content has been done and been used by Neil and how it's changed his business. And hopefully it makes it more relatable and achievable and simplified for you. If you guys ever want to watch these interviews, just go over to the Massive Agent YouTube channel. You can, of course, search it on YouTube the way that you know how to do if you've ever used YouTube. But if you want a quick link, just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash YouTube. takes you right to our channel and you can watch all of our podcast interviews, the video version, um, which you know some people like to watch, some people just like to listen. And now you've got both. So check it out. And, uh, and coming in the next month or so, I'm gonna be doing YouTube videos specifically for YouTube, that they're going to be uh, on a a certain topic and put on YouTube. That's the only place they're going to be. So you're going to want to go to subscribe to the Massive Agent channel on YouTube, pretty please for your own damn good. All right. It's not for me. It's for you. Well, it's for both of us. Let's jump into the interview right now with Neil Dingra. What's up, guys? I'm here with Neil Dingra. Welcome to the Massive Agent podcast, my friend. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. you're somebody that I've been watching for a while now. just you do an amazing job with your content, really, really well done stuff and and the the content of the content is really, really good. And so I wanted to talk to you. Um, you know you're on the mortgage side of the industry, but you're winning at a high level over there. and I thought you, this transition that you've done from my perspective of being a loan officer to yep. being a successful loan officer that creates content and is now, well-known and building influence how that's changed things for you so first off welcome to the show um how tell me about that transition a little bit like you know give us the background how long have you been doing loans and then when did you decide hey i'm going to actually start putting content out there and here's why
1: yeah so i've been in the industry for um I think it's 19 years, now, 18 years, pretty pretty crazy to say that, because yeah,, that's
0: it wild. makes me feel
1: pretty, pretty, makes me feel pretty old, but right. Um, so I was doing this as a traditional loan officer, built a little small team. I'm based in Nevada. Uh, I go back and forth between Reno and Vegas, and uh, we had just a couple people on the team, and after just doing this for a while, I was just getting burnt out. Uh, I noticed that my business partners were treating me more as a vendor like a commodity, essentially, like expendable at some point because of so much competition and for business on the mortgage side. And then also you I mean noticed- You your realtor that, partners? Exactly. Yeah. So realtors, right. I mean, there's a lot of bad lenders out there and they, they do it to themselves by coming to the office with flyers and donuts and keys and whatever else they do to get business, you know, yeah. but they're really making themselves out to be just another vendor, you know, at that point. So they're not adding value. So from a, you're already handicapped coming into the business, trying to meet, With referral partners, Um, so that was the problem. And then I noticed that um, the consumers were shifting online more. And a lot of L.O.S. talk shit about Quicken. Well, you can't argue with the numbers. Quicken is the number one mortgage lender in the country. They may be retarded at handling loans, and they screw a lot of people, and they charge people more money. But at a certain point, it doesn't matter because they have more attention on the front end. So I just saw like this shift, and I'm like, uh, am I going to let these people put me out of business or should I put myself out of business? So I just decided to do that. I'm like, okay, the old Neil is out, is now out of business and he's replaced by the new Neil. What does the new Neil do? The new Neil doesn't go around asking for business. He's just gonna show people what, what he knows, right? So I just started to just show, hey, you know, here's how you buy your first rental property. Here's how I did it. Here's how you qualify for loan. Just dumps, you know, basic uh, informational content. Then somebody, I started seeing more podcasts out there. I'm like, I want to start a podcast. I don't do it at at a level like you're doing, but I do some episodes. And then uh, I was able to get a few notable guests, which got me a little bit more credibility. And then just started meeting more and more people. And then really started seeing results of like, hey, if I show people my expertise, if I help other real estate partners with, with their content and give them advice and tips on how to grow their online presence, because I've just done it for myself. So now I can help you with yours. Then I'm going to become that trusted person and that's going to lead to conversations. And then that led to a shit ton of business. So I basically scaled my own production up four X from just from switching from traditional LO activities to all in on social. And then, uh, once I hit my ceiling, I started to hire more people in the office and grew a team. So now, I went from like 3 people in 2018 to now we have 21 people in 2021 now. Um and it's just been like for me it feels like exponential growth. That
0: is exponential growth. That's awesome. And what are some of the aside from just business growth and a scaling, like what are some of those side benefits or, you know, serendipitous things that have come your way or opportunities that have that have arisen—is that even a word? Arisen that yeah. have come about um, since you started doing great content. So I think it's like
1: you—you um, uh, you meet people that you didn't think you know you would have an opportunity to meet. Uh, people connect you with higher-level people. Um, so if, you know you may like I've had an I've had somebody reach out in the DMs and say, "Hey, uh, love your content. Been watching your stuff for a while." Um, I'd actually like to meet with you about X, or my brother's a developer and he'd like to meet with you about becoming the preferred lender there. Or I know you're in lending, what do you think about this? And you just start meeting people because what happens is by just posting consistently, uh, even if the posts aren't all about lending or home loans or whatever, when the need arises for one, I'm the first dude that those people are thinking of. And I know people hear this term, top of mind, top of mind all the time. But there's really no way to stay top of mind without being spammy, except for doing this. Like I don't know of another way. Like you can do the mail and you can do the emails and you can do all that shit that I was doing before. But if it's not really you, like it's hard to stay top of mind. You know what I mean? So you're really, it's 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 just a it's just a land grab. It's just a wide open space, especially in the lending community, because mortgage people are traditionally terrible marketers. So it's a massive opportunity for both real estate and lending. Um, because, and the reason why I I translate this to real estate agents, and I know this show is for real estate agents is because a lot of the inbound I get is from consumers looking to buy real estate or consumers looking to sell real estate. Now I don't have a real estate license. So then I just give that to my best partner that I work with that refers me the most business, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, generate leads for the people I work with. And then I'll try to tell them, Hey man, did you guys know this works? Like, why don't you do it? But the my problem is I can't get people to do it on the real estate side. I I'd show them all day, but they won't do it for the most part. There's very few people that will.
0: Yeah, I mean it takes work. It takes uh it's a commitment for sure, but it's wouldn't you agree? It's it's not that hard. it's more of a time management thing. Right? You just, you just have to get in the habit of
1: doing it, right? Yes. So like if you weren't doing stories before, but now I see you do stories all the time. So some at some point you started to do more and then you got into the habit of posting in your stories almost daily, right. whether you're with your kids or like, it's crazy. I've never met you. This is the first time we're talking and we're like right. old friends right? because I watch your stories and you just watch my stories. So this is the way that relationships are being made today. And I don't think people understand that. They're like, what should I post in my story? Anything. Look at the bar. The bar's at the ground. People are posting a pile of dirt outside and they're calling that content. So what are you worried about? You can't show, you know what you're doing today? I think it's just it's just people overthink it. So if you just get into the habit of doing it, it becomes like any other habit that you do daily. Like if I've gone too long without posting in my story, I it I have a, something in my head that says, "Hey, you know, you need to post something." Like it's just a it's a reminder that becomes part of
0: your day-to-day ops. And stories really changed everything for me. It it, it because before stories, it was more posting stuff that you wanted people to see yeah you know um it at least that's what i was doing that that was not the right thing to do at the time but that was really like that's what i thought of when it was social media and then stories came around um from snapchat and it was literally letting people see into your life because you're holding your phone up here like this and they're literally seeing down into your life and you're talking to the camera and and that changed everything. And now, like this, personal connection can be made uh, so so quickly and so powerfully. L- like you said, we've never met in person, and and yet, you know, I know I know the car you drive. I know where you live. You know, I know some of the stuff you do with your family, and and you know, and and you know what I'm up to as well. And it's crazy, all because of this story format. Yep. And there's, <laughs> I I get it, but I at the same time I don't why more of our fellow agents and loan officers aren't doing it regularly. It's, it's simple. It's just making a decision to turn the damn camera on and be like, I'm cooking dinner tonight. or Here I am like choosing apples at the grocery store. Like that's content.
1: They just say no for the audience. So it'd be like me Mm. asking you, Hey dude, would you want to do a podcast? But no, it's okay. If you're not interested, you know, I'm, I'm cool. Or, you know, don't worry about it. Like they say no with, right. You know, you're already, it's like people, when they make their calls or when they reach out to clients, they're already going into the assumption that the person doesn't want to talk to them. And then that comes through in what you're doing. So if you look at stories and you look at what people are sharing, why can't you be one of those people? Right? So it's just like at a certain point, you see people executing on this strategy and there's nothing really special about you or me. We have probably the same skill set and knowledge level of many of our uh, colleagues, but we're just choosing to share. And they're choosing not to. So then we win more online and they lose share online. And I just found like, there's really no way for me to network anymore. Traditional network, especially with COVID, right? Pre-COVID, it was go to events, try and meet people, shake hands one-to-one. And I love live events. Like there's nothing more I love than the energy of a live event, but post-COVID that's gone. And then also live events is not really the most efficient way to meet people because you only make a couple connections at each event. So. What other way can you shake a thousand hands this week? I I know of nothing other than posting content. Like so, if I add up the LinkedIn posts, the couple Facebook and Instagram posts, plus you know a dozen stories, I've shook a thousand hands this week. Where else could I have done that? It's literally impossible, you know.
0: That's a great point. It's so infinitely scalable, where one video, one post, one graphic that you do, one story. Could be seen by five people or 5,000 or half a million. And it took you the same amount of time. It's, you're right. There's nothing. uh, I mean, when I started out as an agent, I was following my mentor who's like, you got to go knock on doors. And I'm like, okay. And I literally thought that was the only way that real estate agents are real estate agents. And I did that. And, you know, I understand the impact of meeting somebody face to face, but th- there's more variables than just that. Cause they're like, what the hell are you doing? And don't bug me and all of that. And it's, and it's yep. worse now than it was then, but you can't, like, if you were to reach a thousand people door knocking or even f- calling them, how long would that take? How many yeah. days, how, you know, door knocking, how many weeks would that take? You can reach a thousand people in 30 seconds with a video posted on social media. Yep. It's and, incredible.
1: And- it's, it's crazy. So the, you know, it's, it's, this is a concept of meeting the customer where they're at. So for yeah. me, I'm, I will never cold call direct. I didn't like that part of the job. I hated it, but I'm meeting you where you're at. So you have time to consume content. You're in between whatever you're doing today, or you're vegging out on the couch and you're logging to social media. You can connect with me at that time on your terms. So I'm not bothering you. And if somebody doesn't want to watch they'll just go to the next story or they'll just go to the next post so you're not offending anybody with your content um uh, if you post horrible content and you're not thinking of the audience for after a while people may tune you out so that's the downside of that but for the most part if you post something and it's not relevant they'll just continue going you know so it's not you don't take it personal but i think this whole thing about like how do you become passionate about posting content well how do you become passionate about anything It's not like we are, like our goal today was to become social media rock stars. But what happened was we realized how efficient it is. We started to see results. And then the results made you passionate about being on social media. So like, that's the disconnect is like, people are like, they want the results first before they even start. They're like, what's the point? I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not going to do it. Well, the only way to get the result is if you did it, you're in a catch 22. You see it on like, you
0: hear that all the time it's just like learning to drive you cannot learn to drive by reading about it and studying you have to get behind the wheel and learn how it feels learn how hard to push or to turn the wheel and push the gas pedal and all that stuff you can't do it unless you're doing it and and it's the same thing with social media and content and it's it's sad it really is sad neil when people are like, well, I'm nervous or you know, I'm, I'm gonna practice a few more times. And it's like, well, you're gonna just keep doing that. And your competitors or someone else is not doing that. And they're putting out more content and doing another video and writing an article and doing this and doing that. And they're filling up the newsfeed of the person you wanted to get in front of, but you're not. That's yep. what's happening. And so this divide just keeps growing bigger and bigger. The content creators show up more, get more business because they're remembered more often those that don't get remembered less.
1: Yeah. And there's two things I would say to people who want to, or who need to do this, but they just need that nudge, you know? And one thing I would, I say from my own experience is let's say, you know, you've dealt with clients for the past several years. I don't know how many years experience people have. Uh, just think of those clients who were the best ones, like the ones that really valued you that like, you know, respected your time. It was cool working with them. Afterwards, they referred you to other people. Uh You're actually friends with them now, like th- the best clients of all of them. You know, think of those people. Those are the, those are the reason why I love my job. Those people, the ones that treat you like shit and the ones that don't value and kind of, you know, just treat you like a commodity. That's why you hate your job because, you know, every, and everyone's got those clients. They've got the, the ones that, uh, they hate and or not really hate but just that you know just make Strongly their job a little dislike yes yeah. yeah so and you may have more of those than the other right but i'm telling you like what if i had a system that let you deal with 90% of those clients that you love working with that 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 can that turned into pretty much all of your business these people that are cool to work with like what if th- there was a system that this exists and this is what posting will do. And then the second thing is, is like, um, you know, when you think about results, uh, you know, it, like, where else have you seen an opportunity? So, you know, you come up with the ideas for businesses, you come up with ideas to get new leads, and you, you come up with an idea, and you're like, oh, shit, these guys are already doing it, or they've exploited that opportunity. I've never seen an opportunity like this, where literally nobody, or maybe one or two people is doing it in your market. Like, where else have you ever seen that in your entire career or in business in general? So, right now in my market, there is nobody posting content consistently. It's me. I mean, what the fuck? How is that fucking possible in 2021? But it exists. That's the type of opportunity you will find in many, many markets. And there may be a guy that does it for a little bit, but then he falls off. But if you're going to be the dude who posts every week, multiple times, 52 weeks a year, you know, mo- after years, like, you're the dude that is going to take share and there's room for everybody. But the point being is that there's a massive opportunity cause it's missing right now. It's a, it's a complete white space.
0: It really is. Like if you zoom out and look at how many agents or loan officers or just sales professionals in general in your immediate area are doing it, it's very few. But honestly, you know, that's one of the objections that I hear from people quite a bit is well, I'm not going to do YouTube videos because this guy does like in, in San yeah. Diego, Kyle whistle already does YouTube. So I can't It's like, well, what if people don't like him? You know, I don't yeah. care if there's 600 others who are rock stars in your market. Nobody does it the way you do. And, and back to your point of, you know, those clients that are just so fun to work with. They refer people, you become friends, you enjoy the process. It's because you attracted the right people. It was inbound, not outbound. It was completely inbound. It's attraction marketing. That's what we're doing. Anytime you do any kind of content, as long as you're being authentic, as long as you're really being yourself, then you are attracting the right people. You're not attracting everybody. You're attracting the right people. And business gets so more fun. You eliminate almost all of the, the nightmare clients. Yeah. uh business got so fun when i just started doing content and i'd swear and i'd be myself and you know not really giving a shit and wearing a hat and a t-shirt instead of a stupid button up shirt like i used to which was so not me and yeah. then i just like wow business got fun because the right people are coming into it it's it's yeah. wild
1: and this uh uh thing you just mentioned of like you got to be yourself that was the thing that clicked for me somewhere like in the beginning i'm like hey how does the audience what do they want to see like how what 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 uh, face can i put on for this video so that it's going to work i'm trying to hack you know figure out what's going to work what's not. but at the end of the day it doesn't work unless you just simply do it the way you would do it normally so it's just imagine your family member or a, your best friend and they asked you hey dude how do i how do i buy my first rental property or how do i you know get into my first home or how do i how do i sell my home for the most amount of money How would you explain it? Like what is your most valuable insights that you would share with a family member? That's the content, just how you would normally say it. Don't try and like turn into this dude with the suit or, you know, Mr. Top agent guy who comes out with his production stats to start the conversation, just share it like you would with a friend or a family member. And then, and then when I figured that out, it actually worked more. And then um, the other thing people will say also is like, like you just said, Hey, there's all these other people doing it in content. Well, I said there was not anybody doing it in my market. It doesn't mean nobody's posting, but they're spamming. It's all sales content. So there are people posting in, in every market, but they're not doing it in a genuine, authentic, helpful way. They're not providing much of any value. So that's the difference is like, uh, when I say it's a complete white space, it's, it's the people who are actually giving value in their content. They're actually sharing insightful information.
0: What are some of the, uh, where do you like posting stuff the most? Like which platforms are you using and, and why do you choose them? So I personally prefer Instagram. I'm an Instagram user. So I
1: like consuming content there, like sharing content there, but it's the most difficult I found to grow an audience, especially today because it's so noisy. So it, it, it works for me. I still use it, but I've noticed the stuff that leads to the most business is Facebook, which I don't like using as much, but you can't deny that it's, a, it's the beast. There's so many people there and yeah. there's so many groups. And so sharing your content there has been, has been huge for me. And a lot of people will say, okay, let me go to Neil, Neil's, I use YouTube as well, but I don't really get uh, business from YouTube in the way you would think. So let's just say you go to my YouTube channel and I have a thousand subs, which took me forever to get to, cause I'm not as consistent there as I am elsewhere. So on YouTube, the videos may only get 400 views, maybe a couple thousand views if I'm lucky. Um, but here's the deal, a 400 view video about a real estate tactic or about finance is is super valuable to me because I'm seeing in the analytics that half the people finish that video. There is no way you're gonna watch me talk, you know, 200 people are gonna finish, you know, watching me talk about buying a property unless they have some level of interest. So those views are highly valuable. So for me, I finally figured out in the last year, like it's really not about going viral. It's about just providing valuable content in an engaging way. So then what happens is I'm taking that video from there, the last platform I'm using is an email. So this is what's leading to the most business. And I would tell anybody listening or watching to this to do this. When you post an informational video, don't just rely on the algorithms and these platforms. Posting is not distributing. Take that video, put the thumbnail in, a, in an email, link it to the video, YouTube video, and send it to your entire your entire database. So I just did a reel about this and it's it kind of went semi-viral for me on Instagram. I said, how I made hundred K from one video, I'm taking the video. I'm sending it to, I post on YouTube, get some views there. But that's, that's not the point. I share it with the database. People reply to the emails or they put comments on the video. Then they want to talk about doing the thing you're talking about in the video. Like there's been videos where literally in the comments, people are asking for advice or, or asking for a call to me or asking for a consultation. Like it's crazy. So I screenshot all these things and every DM I get, I screenshot and I keep a rolling uh, thread of all these people who have reached out to either buy, sell or refinance or finance or whatever the inquiry was about. And when someone says, when I do these classes, when someone says, hey, I don't, you know, questions whether or not this really works, I just start scrolling that thread. And I'm like, dude, here's another deal. Here's a guy who wants to buy a million dollar house. Here's someone who needs advice selling. Like, there's just endless opportunity. So, you know, I I think that's what leads to the most business is just making sure you're posting on all of them as much as possible
0: and then distributing that to your database. Yeah, that's a good good tip right there. Email marketing is something in my massive agent business that I've really not utilized consistently. And every Mm -hmm. time I do, it's so powerful. Uh, I come out with an episode. I usually just rely on, the podcast platforms to distribute it. But if I then send it out to my network through, you know, to my email list and I include a YouTube version and a link to listen, I was surprised how many people like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, normally I don't really have time to listen, but I saw your email come through. I'm sitting at the desk. I watched your YouTube video and, uh, and just watched it while I worked. I was like, you, well, you could have done that with a podcast, but they didn't right it, until it came into their inbox. Where they were already at so that's a great great lesson plus your email list is something that you actually own and control you know it's not it can't just disappear um if instagram deletes you bans you whatever which apparently they're they really love doing these days for whatever reasons um you're, you're done like you're gone you could have 10 million followers that are just gone so it's important to build that email list for sure and you should ask people to
1: join your email list, like, you know, as yeah. much as possible. Anytime someone DMs me and I'm like, Hey, are you on my list? Cause I send out information all the time. Here's the link and add them to the list and just keep that thing growing at all times. Cause then you, you're right. hundred percent correct. That's the That's one of the most important things is you own, you own your own distribution at that point. You're not, the algorithms keep changing. Like, you know, I see my views go up and down on all these platforms and I'm like, I'm in no control of that. So take it offline have some email distribution, and then you, you can kind of have a more, have some more control over actually who's seeing your content.
0: So you say Instagram is your favorite platform? Sure. Yep. Uh, LinkedIn. Thoughts on LinkedIn?
1: I'm posting there. Uh, not as much as I should. Um, I'm just repurposing. So I'm not like creating specific content for LinkedIn, but I'm taking a post from the other platforms and saying, Hey, this worked here. Let me post it there. And I had an interesting experience on LinkedIn. Um, I took, uh, I make these, sometimes I make these like carousel posts on Instagram, where it's like 10 images and you slide across it. So you can learn, you can provide more information in an image, right? So I took that, um, made it into a PDF and put it on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, if you do a PDF, you can have a same type of post, a carousel post, or some people call them sliders on LinkedIn. So I put that there and I barely have an audience on LinkedIn, maybe a thousand followers, um, and it went viral on LinkedIn with no audience. Uh, I was it was insane like I was like I think it got to tens of thousands of of engagements and I was like wow so that's the cool thing about LinkedIn is because they don't have enough good content you can still go viral there with no audience Um, the only platform you can do that on now is TikTok and LinkedIn and I'm not going to dance on TikTok so I'm kind of
0: screwed there dance or point to words
1: yeah I'm not doing
0: that shit yeah neither am I I'm pretty over that you're right. LinkedIn continues to surprise me. Uh, the, I get more organic reach on LinkedIn than anywhere else. And and it's not even close. It's not even close. And and that, that extends past those that follow me too. You know, on Instagram and Facebook, it's just those that follow me and maybe something got shared into a group and a couple more people see it. But on LinkedIn, I'm surprised that second and third connections are commenting and reacting to my stuff. And it's like, this is, it's wild. And I yeah. don't take full advantage of LinkedIn. Like I'm not nearly as consistent there as I should be. Um, and I'm not doing anything specifically for LinkedIn. I just take the, the videos, the square videos that I do. And like, I'll do a different caption, different hashtags yeah. and stuff like that. So that the post itself is custom, but it's the same video that I'm putting everywhere else. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but it just, it seems to really go further on LinkedIn. It's wild. It is. Yeah. I've noticed
1: that too. Um, and you may as well do it. Like if you already had the content, just do it. And if you don't have the time to do it, pay someone, get a virtual assistant to help you with this. So just cre- what I did was I'm making a video. Uh, I'm going to repurpose my content. So I go into the Google Drive. I get the video. I change the tags. I, you know, do that whole process. Record yourself doing this. There's a tool called use Loom, L O O M. Just record your screen and talk through how I do it that becomes the manual for your virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And someone might say, well, that's easy for you, you know, Neil and Dustin to say they've, they can afford one. Well, it's very inexpensive. You can get uh, these virtual assistants for like on a limited basis for four, $500 a month. I mean, if that, and they work X number of hours and they'll do X number of tasks for you. And one of the tasks could be repurpose my content on these platforms. And here's a video on how you do it. Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered, you know, because you're busy with your day-to-day work. So Everything you do that you want to delegate, just create a video on how to do it, and then that becomes the manual, and you don't have to answer all the questions over and over and over.
0: I hope that those listening really uh, I hope that this makes it easier in their own minds or or at least simplifies doing content consistently it's It's really Neil I think it's a decision like the the how to the the mechanics of it all like everyone knows how to post something on social. They know how to do a video and post it. So it doesn't have to be this big fancy thing. You don't need LinkedIn sliders and you know, the PDF thing. I I love those that you do, by the way. I I think I even reached out and I was like, so how did you do those exactly? I figured it out in Photoshop, but um, you don't need to do that. Like you could just talk to the freaking camera and post it, but people don't because they have not made a decision and a commitment in their minds. And I hope that this conversation fixes that for, for some people listening. I think it will.
1: For sure. And, and, and yeah, it doesn't need to be complex. It needs to be, it doesn't need to be super edited video. The best content I had, the best post of my year on Instagram this year was I got COVID and I was stuck in my house for a week and I, uh, I was like, I gotta get some videos I haven't done anything. I'm sick. So I, uh, one day I was like, I took my phone and I sat down, I put my phone on my son's Gatorade bottle. Cause he brought me some Gatorade so I could stay hydrated. And I had a desk, his desk lamp which was like 20 bucks. And I just was recording a video and I sent it out uh, to my client list, my database. And it was about something that was going on in the market that week. And while I'm doing that, my daughter takes a picture of me doing it. Cause she wanted like, I don't know why she just took a picture with her phone of it. Here's dad shooting a video and, and she sent it to me. And I wrote on the picture, you don't need $5,000 to make good shit. Like you don't need a $5,000 setup with cameras and lights. Like it's literally my phone, a $3 Gatorade bottle and a $15 light. And that's content, right? And that, for some reason, that post got the most reach I've ever gotten on Instagram. So that tells you that this must be a misconception in the audience that you need a lot of money. They, you know, they think that this, and when you break that myth of like, yo, you don't need anything but this phone to get going. You know, it
0: kind of makes it like attainable for people then. I remember that post too. It, see, I like seeing that because you, when you're creating content, we only see the box, right? We only see what's being recorded. We don't see what is around you. We don't see the setting that you're in. We don't see what's going on behind you and all that. And so I think that, uh, that humanizes c- creating content, right? It, it yeah. showed people like you don't have this big production studio in front of you. You, you put your phone against the bottle and hit record. Yes. And and that's why I think it was so powerful. I remember seeing that. Um, and that's what I liked about it. it. It had an impact on me too. It's like, yes, yes, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of shit, you know, you can do. Uh, it's about the message, not about the production value. So I'm into cameras and gear and sounding better and looking better, you know, kind of messing with that just because I'm getting more creative. But that's not a requirement. That's just because I'm into that shit. So I don't want people to think like, hey, you need these high production videos. I just like you know making upping the game after after a while, so I started doing that, and that's how you can view it as well. I think people want to jump to that step first, so I just did a reel about this: how to start your podcast for free. You just need your phone and the Anchor app, and it will distribute and create the podcast. And the audio quality recording on this iPhone is pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, you know, if you're not far away from it, it sounds pretty good. So I said when anybody asks me about hey what what audio device are you using. I'm like, do 10 episodes and then come back and I'll tell you all the equipment. Like, don't ask me about the equipment first. Let's let let's get some content out there first and then we can get into equipment. Everyone starts with the equipment. It's like the most frustrating question when someone's like, what did you shoot that with? And you go to their feed, they've never posted anything in their life. Like, yes. bro, you don't need a Sony DSLR to start
0: your content strategy. Like, let's get over that part. 100%, yeah. Uh, I have a $100 mic and I record into my laptop And I use Zoom to record these interviews. That's it. That's how I podcast. I don't have a $500 mic and this freaking mixers and this and that and a $1,000 switcher. I don't even understand that shit, to be honest with you. I don't understand how it works. I know that if you have multiple mics, you might need some of it, but I don't. You can Russell Brunson's podcast. He records driving to and from the office into his voice notes on his iPhone. And he has millions of listeners on that podcast. It's about the content of it. Not the production quality, as long as the production quality is decent. It doesn't have to be perfect, which there's really no such thing. Yeah. Simple as and, that.
1: And and yeah, and before you kind of go into like your, your part of the, the podcast, I wanted to just bring this up in the in the podcast. You are someone who's trying to grow a network and a team. And I, and I have um I'm trying to do the same thing. So I wanted to ask you, because I know this is a question that a lot of the people ask about is what insights have you found as far as from a recruiting standpoint? Because once you've gotten to the level, to scale, you're gonna need more people. And right. to scale income in, any, in real estate or in lending, you need more people. So you gotta bring people into this business, help them, coach them, things like that. So what, what have you kind of learned as far as that goes? How, how does producing content help you recruit?
0: Uh, okay, so for my, for my team with my brokerage- um, yeah, Or we- in just EXP in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Built a team of about 140 now in 35 different states and Canada. And that's because of, because of my podcast, because of content, but not uh, it's, it's because people are looking for support. They're looking for someone who they're like, you know, I want to partner with that person or I could, I'd like to work with them. I think they could help me accomplish my goals. And by just, by you getting putting yourself out there and sharing what you have to offer, whatever that is, whatever you personally have to offer, whatever your area of expertise is, someone else needs it. So you're always one step ahead of somebody else. There's always someone who needs what you just did, where you just came from. Someone else is there right now and you can help that person. So if you put that out there and, and freely put it out there and, and just make it clear that, Hey, like I want to help you. We can actually team up. Here's the business model that makes that possible. Then it, it, the right people come to you. The right people are like, you know what? I've been looking at that for a while. And now that I know that I can have you as a partner and you can help me accomplish my goals, let's do this thing. And it's really, really, really helped. Um, it's, it's one of the most, I still every day, man, every day we get a new agent joining the team. And I'm just like, this is so wild. But it also, it makes so much sense of why it's happening. It's, it's so obvious why it's happening. We all know that we need someone to help us get where we want to go. And we can find those mentors from afar by listening to their shows. Yeah. Okay? The great thing is, is we can start our own show and be the show that's being listened to that people then want to come work with you. Yeah, and all it takes is a decision to start, and a decision to keep going, and a decision to make it better every time. That's it, and just be open and 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 all that. So, the content's been everything. Like I I would not be where I'm at today. I don't even know if I'd be in the industry to be honest. I think I would have failed and had to go get a, a freaking job, if it wasn't for learning how to create content.
1: So yeah, I would say the same. I would say the same thing. And and I, I when I went from three to 21 people, uh it's because it, literally every person that's in this office around me here was because of social media or a friend that was introduced from somebody on social media. So it's been everything for me. It's just it's, in, it's such a massive opportunity because of what you said, like you're showing how you can help people. It's the most, it's the information that they need on a regular basis. So you're providing them with relevant content. But then the link I think that is probably why you're having success is you're showing your personal life and what I've gathered from that is like, hey, that's a good dude. Dustin seems like a good guy. You may be a psychopath. I don't know. But for the most part, Completely. I think, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. i pretty sure you're a good guy. And how the <laughs> fuck do I know that? Because you showed your personal stuff in the content. So I think what happens is like you provide the relevant content that you know what, the, what you're doing, um, you know, and then you're showing personal things. So then people can really kind of get to know you. That's the connection where someone feel, feels comfortable sending you a DM. And then that leads to them working with you, whether it's a client or a a new staff member. And I was was thinking about this the other day. I was like, there's so many things that all of us do for our clients, for our team members. Why is it that only they know about this stuff? Like only a small circle knows how great we are. Like if you just showed it, now everybody starts to know that. Like, hey, I want to work with those guys. Those guys seem like good people to work with. Like, I I have a ping pong table in the middle of our office here. The ping pong table has outproduced some of the staff here because by me showing I'm playing ping pong, someone's like, dude, I love ping pong. I played that in college or like I used to play that all the time. And then it starts the conversation. Now there's that relatability. They've already seen all the boring informational content, which I must provide. But now the ping pong table led to the connection, which then leads to either the recruitment or the
0: business. That's it, man. And I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Uh, but it, it is, it's the personal connection. You, you, you build credibility for yourself. When you do content, you're building credibility for yourself. You're building influence for yourself, but it's the personal connection that people make with you that make them want to keep listening to you. And they want to keep hearing what's coming out of your mouth from you because of the personal connection. If, if it was, if there was no personal connection, if you were just putting out stuff, some people would continue coming back, but at some point they would find that information elsewhere because there's no, there's no connection, keeping them coming back to hear it from you. So that's a big deal. Uh, one of the biggest compliments that I, I, that I ever get is when I talk to someone new that listens to the show, um, or has seen my videos on social or something, and they're like, they're like. Like you're, you're exactly how I thought you'd be. I'm like th- that. I really believe that that's one of the best compliments ever. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to be anybody else, but it's nice to know that it comes through in my content. Um, cause I, I know what it's like, unfortunately to meet some people in real life. And you're like, okay, you've been acting in your videos cause you are not that person. Um, and that's not good. Cause that's a, that's a negative reaction. It's like, Oh, I thought that they'd be cool. They're not um and that's a cool that that is a
1: big thing because i I have people i work with who are you know really good friends on the real estate side and we'll have conversations between us grab a beer talk uh privately and they're one person and then when we go to do the video together they like literally change in voice like the dude puts on his like broadcast voice and he changes the way he stands i'm like dude just can you just be like you were before i hit record and I'm trying to get these people just to like lay off of trying to sit that switch of like, now I'm Mr. Professional Successful Realtor. Like it's not gonna work, that kills you. You look like used car salesman. Like just go back to the way you would normally talk to your friends and family, like that is okay. I think everyone watching and listening needs to see you have permission, Dustin and I have granted you permission to be yourself, please, that's the only way this shit will work is if you just lay off of what you think people wanna see and just do it yourself you turn the camera on somebody
0: and their voice deepens all of a sudden yeah (laughs) i've done it so many times it's like what is going on dude what happened who are you yeah and and honestly though in fairness to them if they don't do if they're not in front of a camera regularly i I understand that because they're nervous and they're like they just need practice so start with stories. For God's sakes, just start with stories. They're so informal. They're supposed to be informal. They're not supposed to be in amazing lighting and everything. So get used to it. If, if, if you're one of those people that gets nervous and feel like you have to act or, or you know, act a little bit different or change your personality, you just need more practice being yourself. But, and I think it is something that you do have to practice a little bit. I wasn't always this carefree um, yeah. but I, I grew into it pretty quick through repetition. And for me, it was Snapchat. It was just one snap at a time over and over and over. And pretty soon you don't give a shit anymore. And yeah. you're like, here I am people. It's like
1: a desensitization. So you just yeah. become numb after a while. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, yeah, you can't fault people for being that way. Cause we're all like that in the beginning, but just record a bunch of videos in your phone, don't even have to post them and you'll right. see, look back at the camera reel and video one to video 10 you become more comfortable. I, it happens to me all the time when I want to put out a video. I need to like get going first, like just get get it moving. And so you start saying it, you mess it up, you say it again. By the by, a few takes in, you're like, okay, now I can do it. You know, and it, it just, it comes out really smooth. And the, uh, another tip I kind of learned over the years is not scripting things. If you script it, it kind of kills it for me. And kills maybe it. people can recite things. I can't do that. It ruins it. So I just have a bullet point of what I want to talk about bullet points. And then when I see that bullet point, I know it. And so uh, if anybody's thinking about doing informational content, which is literally what's leading to the most business for me, and people will think it's boring. Uh, if they if they think it's boring, look at, uh, I just did a reel this morning about why Dave Ramsey is dead wrong. So Dave Ramsey says you have to put out, you have, you have to save till you have 20% down. So like, I want to do a video about why you should you should buy a home or why you should consider buying a home, even if you don't have 20% down, because to this day, very many, so many consumers think they need this huge down payment to get into home ownership. You'd be surprised. Like I get DMS to this day that say I'm saving for my down payment. I'm like, how much do you have? I got 30 grand. Did you have enough already? What are you doing? Like, what are you waiting for? So uh, I wanted to put a video to dispel that. Well, who, where are they getting this from? The most notable person they're getting this from is Dave Ramsey. So, do you think it would be more beneficial of me to come online and be like I'm going to tell you guys why you only need 3 to 5% down to buy your first home. Like probably, you know, I'll get some connection or some some uh, engagement but not much. They'll just keep scrolling cuz it's boring. But what if I start the video and say I'm going to tell you guys why Dave Ramsey is dead wrong. Like, hey, well, I want to hear what what do you got for me. Let me hear the next one. Everyone part. everyone's going to yeah. You're going to be so like, just okay, think of me. that when you're creating your informational content, think of a way to start that first two lines. I had a guy, I'm trying to get better at public speaking. So I had a guy teach me and he's like, dude, if you learn nothing else from me, just know that the, f- the way you start your speech is more important than anything else. Because if you start bad, you're dead. Like for the whole speech, cause you've lost people already. You know, if your beginning is great though, the middle can kind of suck almost because you, you know, you've, you've started well and that's what they're going to remember. And they've given you their attention. So with video, it's the same thing. We got to just start straight with the most compelling way. So I've just noticed, like, if you just change the way you start the videos, first two lines, change the title, something like that. And you're doing it too, Dustin. I see with your clips from the podcast, like, you know, the attention span is limited on Instagram. So you're taking a 30 second, one minute, two minute clip, and it has a title that I might be interested in. And so i know what i'm getting from the video you know like in the very beginning i don't have to wait for it so just give that straight in the beginning and then you can get into the details and that's what's working for me as far as informational content
0: gold absolute gold Neil. appreciate it um since uh well we're running up on an hour here let's uh let's jump to the rapid fire questions and then i want to give people a chance to hear where they can where they can see your content, where they can follow you because you, you put out some of the best quality stuff I've seen in any industry and everyone needs to follow you for damn sure. But, uh, absolutely. So are you ready for the rapid fire? Let's go. All right. You don't need to elaborate unless you want to Facebook or Instagram, uh, both. Oh, you're going to be one of those <laughs> both guests.
1: No, no, okay. So, uh, Facebook, <laughs> if you want, Facebook is going to lead to more connections and
0: more money. So, Facebook. Okay. Instagram or LinkedIn? Instagram. Books or podcasts? Uh, podcasts. Podcasts or audiobooks? Audiobooks. iPhone or Android? Uh, I have both, which
1: is crazy. That is but crazy. I like the iPhone. i like the iPhone better. Nice. nice. Alexa
0: or Google Home? I have Google Home. Burgers or pizza? Fuck, that's hard, man. Pizza. <laughs> I don't that one gets everybody. <laughs> pizza, you said? Yep. Nice. New York or LA?
1: I'd say New York,
0: hands down. NFL or NBA?
1: NFL. NBA sucks. Yes.
0: Pro or college? Um, I like college. Uh, mountains or beach? Beach. Podcast or vlog? Podcast. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V, all day, man. Every day. Yeah. And what is the most impactful book you've ever read or listened to?
1: Um, let's see, that's tough. So you said Grant Cardone, and I have to give him credit because I read this book called The 10X Rule uh, three, four years ago, and it did switch something in me of like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. Like I need an increased level of activity to get the results I'm in the, that, I, are, that I want. And it may be- think- Presence. Yeah, and he made me think a lot bigger. So I have to give Grant credit for like, yeah, some of the shit he says nowadays is kind of like dumb or I don't connect with it as much as I used to. But when I first was getting into content, his content was one of the first things I came across. And it really did think like, hey, you, know, you need to do a lot more activity and you should be thinking a lot bigger. Like um, when you see people who are doing excellent in your industry or are operating at another level, like I used to think like that's far-fetched. But like anybody who's in the industry, why can't that be us? Like wh- right. what's stopping you? Like, why can't you have uh, a million follows and subs, YouTube subs, and be a huge presence and have a you know multi million dollar business? I used to think that that was way too far-fetched. But um, once you start to operate at higher levels, you're like, oh shit, I can do more. You know, you're like, I used to have a dream of making X number of dollars. And then when you make that dollars, you're like, hey, this is nothing, I could do way more than this, you know? And so it really starts opening your mind to like, this is a massive opportunity. You can do as much as you want. We're only limited by like what we think. And I know it sounds kind of like cliche or whatever with all this mindset talk out there, but it's it's 100% true. Uh,
0: 100%. It, that's funny because I feel the same way. I prefer Gary Vee all day long. I respect Grant Cardone. I just don't like his personality. I think he's kind of bitchy. Yeah. Although I do like him a little more now that he's partnering with EXP Realty. He and his wife are joining yes. EXP, which is mind boggling. So, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Big credit, big credibility boost for for the brand. Um, yeah, he's
1: going to, he's going to uh, talk about it at the 10X Growth Con, which
0: is huge, yeah. you know, for, yeah. the, for the brand. Yeah. And Glenn Sanford, EXP's founder, is speaking at 10X. And so, I like, I, they have something big up their sleeves. It's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a big boost. Um, but I, I also like 10X, I listened to it on Audible and it, I got the same takeaway. I was like, I was like, he's right. Like, I see him everywhere. Everyone knows who he is. And here's why. It's because back in what 07, 08, 09 during the crash, everyone else is pull- hit the damn mic. Everyone else is pulling back on their ad spend and he triples down. And he all of a sudden he's everywhere. And like everyone knows who he is.
1: Yeah. And
0: it really opened my eyes too. So the book itself, 10X, I think is fantastic. Yes. Um, I just don't like him and his delivery of stuff sometimes yeah it's a little bit brash or you know it sounds like just douchey is probably
1: the best way to describe it i don't know a better way yeah yeah so that but yeah it really does open your eyes to like marketing um at a higher level thinking bigger and then just what's required in order to do that you just need a higher level activity of activity and i think people just you know don't understand that like how could you do all this Are you capable of all this? We're capable of a lot more than what we think. Yes. Yes. I mean, the bar is pretty damn low in our business, man. It's, it's bad. Like people are doing this. I hate all these eighth place trophies and all this shit, you know, like at the brokerages, like everybody gets an award or a plaque. I'm like, yeah, this is all good for retention but you really didn't achieve right. anything. If you closed eight deals this year, like what yeah. I, you, know, you're, you
0: failed literally. I'm sorry you're, to say that, but you made top 10, there's 18 in the office, but you made top 10 and it's good for the humble bragging on social. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but I do, you know, in yeah. the, in the context you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Neil, where can people find you, my friend? Where can they follow you and, and see your your awesomeness? So
1: my my tag is Neil with two E's. Home Neil Home on everything: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, just search for that. And if you're on uh, Instagram, that's where I'll get. I usually I never miss any DMs there. So if people want to learn more about any of this stuff, um, I have a this strategy I used for my uh, videos for emails. Is I put people on the list, even if you're, you know, you you don't necessarily want this type of content personally, you could just use it to steal. So I'm telling you, like, if you want to see the videos I'm doing that's leading to business, just hit me up on Instagram. I'll I'll add you to my list. Uh, So that way, when I send these videos out every two weeks, you'll get the video. And then if you want, like, literally copy it, like, just do it. You could put your own spin on it or whatever. I don't care. But that video, when I've done it, I've already done the work. I've looked at what's trending. I've created a video. I've done it. Take what I've done and then do it. Like I've done some of the work for you and uh, I think you'll find success and that will
0: probably inspire you to do more videos then. Awesome. And if wherever you're listening to this podcast, click into the show notes and we'll have Neil's social media handles and all that in there as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching the video on YouTube, click into the description and they are there as well. Neil, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you doing this. And, uh, Keep putting out the good stuff. Cause I also look to some of the stuff you're doing. It gives me ideas. Um it, that kind of makes me feel inferior. I'm like, I need to step up my shit because Neil's <laughs> killing it. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah,
1: I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on the show, dude.
0: Absolutely. I really hope that some of you guys got closer to making a decision to just start recording yourselves and start posting more and get yourself out there. If you're not, if you're not going to be found in someone in the news feed of your friends or family or the community, another agent will be. It's as simple as that. All right. It, we're we're moving into this world where if you don't exist on somebody's screen, if you're not on their screen over and over and over, you don't exist to them. And it I don't know what else to tell you. That there's I can talk till I'm blue in the face uh, you know, to try to get you to do these things. And we try to give you specific tactics and ideas, but ultimately You have to make the decision to just start doing it. And then you learn along the way. You can't drive a car unless you get behind the wheel and drive the car. You know what I mean? So get behind the wheel of social media for the love of God. Um, There's just so much amazing opportunity that comes from it. So I hope that this week's interview helped out a lot. Make sure you go follow Neil. Uh, like I mentioned in the show notes of the episode, wherever you're listening to the podcast, click over there and there's links to his social. And if you're watching on YouTube, click into the description and, uh, and follow him as well. Cause he has some really, really top quality content. Uh, but I will say this, he has, you know, he, he does amazing graphics and uses, you know, graphic design and all this stuff. You don't need to do that. You can just talk to your phone and record the video and post it. It doesn't need to be produced with graphics and text over it and all these, you know, cool things. It doesn't have to look like Gary V's team put it out for you to have a lot of success with it. So please don't hold yourself back. If you're thinking, all right, first, before I do this, I need to learn how to design graphics and learn Adobe After Effects and learn how to do all this, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. No, you don't. So please fight the urge to do that. That's stuff that you can grow into later on but you sure as hell don't need to do that from the uh, from day one. If you guys got some value today, if, if you enjoyed this show or any other episodes of ours, please share it with a friend, a colleague, a team leader, your broker, someone else in the industry. Please share it, that's all that we ask. And then I'd love to get your feedback as well. So please review our show on Apple Podcasts. We made it simple. You can just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review. It takes you right to Apple Podcasts and you can leave us a review. Um, I love to hear what you guys like about the show, what your takeaways are, you know, your feedback. Um, if it's negative feedback, please don't follow that link. But if it's positive feedback, definitely let us know. If you have negative feedback, for real, shoot me a DM. Like, I want to know how to make this show better. It's not that I don't want to hear that stuff. I just don't want it to come in the form of a, of a review. Let's, uh, let's, let's handle this like adults, shall we? Just send me a DM and call me out. Let's do it that way. But only positive reviews, please. That's pathetic that I even have to ask. But there we go. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care. Talk to you soon.